Welcome to D-Listed's end of the year extravaganza special, which isn't so much an extravaganza, but we'll try. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. In this very special episode, uh, Allison and I are going to count down to what we think uh, were the biggest celebrity stories of the year. A lot didn't make the cut. Like, this is this is the hardest thing we've ever done in our lives, Allison. I really think so. This was honestly, like, I didn't take the SATs, but this was as close to taking the SATs as I think I would have gotten, was trying to narrow down the list. You're about to give birth, and this is this was much harder than birth. And oh, I've ab- never given birth, but I can say that with 100% fact. Absolutely. Every baby book says, like, before you give birth, they're like, warning, do not try to narrow down an end of your list in your ninth month because it's too hard we cut out so we cut out priyanka and nick they didn't make the cut yeah justin bieber and Haley baldwin didn't Sorry, make the guys. cut jennifer aniston getting divorced did not make the cut uh the brangelina custody saga didn't make the cut uh my favorite homewrecker miranda lambert did not make the cut a lot we also left out death um, which there was a lot of sad and shocking deaths, so we left we left that out, and yeah. we left out many sex assault stories. So everyone is like, "What what what's left?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, "Is this just going to be like dog stories?" Which would that be would be podcast. an amazing that would be an amazing list. Yeah, um, but no, there's still stuff left. Yeah, um, but we still have a f- you know there's still some time left in 2018. So the biggest story could come along like leonardo dicaprio marrying a grandma and by grandma i mean like a 26 year old yeah so that could happen but for now this is our top 10 uh so allison take it away let's get into it so for number 10 this is a recent story however it it's a story that started literally like february 2018 so it's been going on the whole year long and it's like still this is one of these stories that's going to be going into like the ball drops on December 31st, I'm sure. So this is all about Cardi B. Cardi B had a huge year. I'm not talking about her. Yeah, she was everywhere. Yeah, exactly. We're not talking about her album Invasion of Privacy, which was huge, or her butt, which is also huge. Um, To me, Cardi B officially became an A-list celebrity this year after pulling off the following things. Like, she did this all in a year, by the way. Like, this is really... She checked off every item on her list. Yeah, she jam-packed it. She did. So she got into a messy marriage slash divorce she got into an attempt at hiding a pregnancy giving birth to a baby a messy fight with several other celebrities a lawsuit a counter lawsuit an arrest and a court appearance and, and again a, there's still a couple of weeks left in december yeah ordering a beat down on two strip club bartenders like she she did it all she did so it it all started in february when it was rumored that cardi b was pregnant which she, she denied she denied it for like three months in april she finally confirmed it on saturday night live and she confirmed that the baby inside her was put there by offset of the migos uh i was, I was gonna say the migos offsets but that doesn't make any sense um and in the same month that she confirmed her pregnancy, Nicki Minaj made it known that she and Cardi pretty much hate each other because they got into a fight on the set of the video for Motorsport. Again, uh, Amigos uh, song. Um, after that, her former manager sued her, um, claiming that she owed uh, them money. In June, she confirmed that she had secretly married Offset last September in 2017. So she'd been secret married the whole time. Um, which 
Is it a secret if nobody really cares? It's true. When it was kind of announced when she was like, we got married, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> who? To who? Who cares? So yeah, so they had been secret married. She got. She said they got married in like their apartment in front of her cousins. Yeah, I think she said she was in her pajamas or something too. So again, it's like fine. That's that's fine. Um, in July, she gave birth to a daughter named Culture Kiari Cephas, and then in September, this is where it starts to get really messy. So uh, there had been rumors that Offset had is a cheater type, um, and in September, Cardi allegedly. <laughs> ordered a beatdown on two strip club bartenders named Jade and Batty G um, because she thought that Jade uh, had had sex with Offset. In the same month, she threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj during a Harper's Bazaar par- uh, party, which has, like, they hate each other officially now. Mm-hmm. She later got into a fight with Jamila Jamil, Jamila Jamil, sorry, from The Good Place over laxative tea. Um, and then in December, she showed up for a court hearing after she said that she was like too famous and busy to actually go to court, uh, to deal with the stripper beatdown that she, uh, issued. And then she also announced that her and Offset were over and they were getting a divorce. And that's Cardi B's 2018. Yeah. She's covering all the bases. Yeah. She's giving people music that I guess they want to listen to. Not me. I tried. She's yeah. bringing the mess. She And see, Cardi came from reality TV and social yes. media. And now she's everywhere. She's making money moves, as she says, doing that. And what I'm afraid of is like, this is in, going to inspire, you know, reality fame whores to follow her lead. And, you know, I don't think my ears could take a Kim Zolciak rap album. And I know that it's coming because she's going to try and copy Cardi. So I'm going to prepare my ears for that. My hearing is already bad, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you just got, you just went death thinking thinking of that. So our number nine story. So Roseanne probably thought that 2018 was going to be her year, but then something called being Roseanne got in the way. Yes. So ABC's Roseanne reboot first aired on March 27, 2018. It got over 18 million viewers, making it the most watched episode of a network comedy since 2014. So Roseanne was back. Yeah, or, it was huge. Or, or was she? So even Roseanne's homeboy, Trump, congratulated her. So it got renewed quickly, obviously. But then just two months after the show's debut... She did herself in with a tweet by calling former former Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett the baby of the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes. So ABC responded quick by canceling the show. Roseanne begged ABC to keep her. She later did a bunch of messy interviews claiming she didn't know Valerie Jarrett was black. That didn't work. ABC kept her you know, fired, but they brought Roseanne back without Roseanne and they killed her off on the season premiere of the reboot they called The Connors. So that was the quick comeback and end of Roseanne. And The Connors is doing well, do we want to say? It's doing okay. It's not doing Roseanne. It's doing fine. I mean, it's 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 probably, I think that you could probably consider it a success because like DJ hasn't tweeted something racist at someone like i think that's probably their um that's like their uh their level of success at this point but like roseanne is doing fine she's got a youtube channel which i watched some of it and she talks to herself a toy 
basically a toy parrot she says yep. came from satan she lies in bed and tell us what kind of snacks she brought so it's riveting stuff and oh, it's yeah. actually more funnier than what she was doing on the roseanne revival so i'll give her that but to me this story was big because it was very now it showed how one tweet could end everything for you like roseanne tweeted tons of fucked up racist shit in the past and then just one tweet canceled her as the kids say yeah and she, she couldn't even apologize her way out of it either which is the craziest thing like yeah she says she begged and they were like nope that you know that is why you should only tweet cat videos and you know about your lunch or whatever yeah i think we're both safe on twitter i think well oh. i i don't know i don't want to look at my past ones but yeah <laughs> no. Neither do I. So, um, speaking of past tweets that came back to haunt you, this leads us to our number eight spot, which is uh, Kevin Hart. I'm sure I didn't even have to say Kevin Hart. The, the second I said tweets that come back to haunt you, everyone was probably like, oh, we're talking about Kevin Hart and those homophobic tweets, aren't we? Yeah, this so, is probably the newest one. Like, this just happened. Exactly. So, Kevin Kevin Hart had kind of... Kevin Hart had a really shitty 2017. That was the year that he got caught cheating on his wife, um, Aniko Hart. Um, he, but he started out 2018, you know, confirming that his wife had forgiven him for cheating. Uh, oh, she was also pregnant at the time that he cheated on her. Um, Which is wonderful, yeah. Oh, he's he's a great guy, obviously. So after he says that, you know, okay, and Nico's fine with me, we're in love, whatever. Um, that's kind of the only forgiveness that he got in 2018. So later, later on, like cut to November of this year. Kevin and Aniko celebrated their son Kenzo's first birthday with a cowboy and Indians theme party. And oh, another wonderful idea. But what was a what was also a great idea is that you know they posted all the pictures on social media. They shared it with it. What a wonderful idea! Oh, it was it was great. And then even better than that was when the internet got pissed off at uh, at that party and was like saying to Kevin Hart, like, "Hey, it's 2018. We don't really dress up as like Native Americans anymore." Um, he refused to apologize and was like, "Everybody's so sensitive now, and like, it's just a kid's birthday party. Like, you have to be like fucked up to think a kid's birthday party is weird." Um, cut to a month later, December. Kevin announced that he was going to host the 2019 Oscars, aka the job that nobody wants, according to the Hollywood Reporter, and. It didn't take long for people to dig up some old tweets of Kevin's. They didn't even really have to dig very far to be. But yeah, they didn't need a shovel. They just used their fingertips. Like, it's right there. Like, Kevin has made um, jokes in the past about, like, uh, you know, if his son was, if his son, like, came home and, like, was playing with his daughter's dollhouse that he'd, like. Yeah, he's made homophobic out. tweets. Yeah. Super homophobic. Anyway, so Kevin, re he refused to apologize again. And he said that the Academy called him up and was like, you know, if you don't apologize, you can't host the show. So he's like, well, I'm not apologizing. So I guess I'm stepping down. So I just got a call from the Academy. And um, that call basically said, Kevin, apologize for your tweets of old. Or we're going to have to move on and find another host. Talking about the tweets from 2009, 2010. I chose to pass. I passed on the apology. The reason why I passed is because I've addressed this several times. This is not the first time this has come up. I've addressed it. I've spoken on it. I've said where the rights and wrongs were. I've said who I am now versus who I was then. I've done it. I've done it. I'm not going to continue to go back and, and tap into the days of old when I moved on. And I'm in a completely different space in my life. Then he later announced that he was stepping down, but he also apologized saying like, okay, I, you know, 
I said the things I said, and I'm sorry, and I don't want to take attention away from the night, like being... The yeah, and he deleted the tweets. Yeah. He then was. he deleted them, yeah. Um, and so now uh, Kevin doesn't have an Oscar job. See, the thing is, to me, the the problem was the non-apology, like the tweets. Yeah. yeah, and it's so easy to it's so easy too to go back and just be like, yeah, I said that then. I absolutely wouldn't say it now. Like I've learned from it, and like, yeah, I just I wouldn't say it now, and I'm really sorry that like people are reading it now and thinking it's gross. Like it's it's easy to say that. But, like, movie-wise, in 2018, he had a shitty year. All he had was Night School, which flopped, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so next year, he has Jumanji 3 with his best friend, The Rock. So he'll be fine. Like, this is not really, I think, going to mess up his career. Unless he keeps saying homophobic shit and doesn't apologize for it. And then if he keeps it up, Hollywood will hopefully do the right thing and replace him with Emmanuel Lewis. That's who really should have Kevin Hart's career. Let's be honest. It's true. So on to number seven. In 2017, the sweetheart of Fox News left Fox for NBC after a supposed bidding war among news networks for her. So we're talking about Megyn Kelly, of course. NBC News gave her the third hour of today, which debuted in September 2017. It was kind of a flop from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the ratings winner NBC thought it would be, and the show had trouble booking guests, and partly because Megan pissed Jane Fonda off by asking Jane a question about plastic surgery during an interview about Jane's movie. Like, that alone should have gotten Megan fired. Oh, yeah. But- Rule number one, do not piss off Jane Fonda. But they kept her on, and on October 23rd, 2018, during a segment about problematic Halloween costumes, she defended blackface and said it was okay to do it on Halloween when she was a kid. But what, but what is racist? Because, because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on blackface yes, yes. on Halloween, or a black person who puts on white face yes. for Halloween. Like, I, back, okay, back when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing me, up as like a character. She apologized, but NBC canceled her show three days later. NBC News and Megan are still fighting over her settlement. She wants $37 million, which was left on her contract. So am I, am I sensing a theme here with our top 10? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might be, actually. Done in by racist or gay-hating words. I know. I was just thinking that Megan and um, Kevin Hart could probably go on tour together and call their tour, like, it's just a costume, people. Like, this story wasn't surprising to me at all when it happened like i watched megan kelly today from the beginning because again i have terrible taste and i hate myself but i knew it was only a matter of time before she said something offensive and got canceled like this was bound to happen yeah it was like a countdown like how we're counting down right now every every today show is a countdown to being like is today gonna be the day that megan opens her mouth and says something horrible yeah and the day came and see i you know because like her show was like a steaming pile of peacock turd basically yeah i'm guessing like nbc wanted to get rid of her so they set her up with that problematic halloween segment and she took the bait or she wanted out of there and oh producer style and she knew like i'm gonna i'll just say something fucked up and then i'll take my contract money and live it up everybody wins megan wins because she gets millions for being a moron and i win because i don't have to see her on tv anymore so our number six uh person is 
one of one of my favorite stories of the year for sure um and it's just because who doesn't love a story about lindsay lohan so lindsay lohan continues to be a life lesson lindsay lohan's publicist that's yeah. who doesn't yeah exactly because that ruins their weekend and their night yeah they like definitely have a migraine constantly a year-long migraine so lindsay lohan continues to be a life lesson as in don't do what lindsay lohan does and you should be fine so in september we all learned this um when she released a 10-minute instagram live video of herself in paris confronting a family of what she believed were syrian refugees um and that she thought were trafficking children so it was like a mom and a dad and two kids and of course, she just naturally assumed, like, I'm in a huge tourist city, and this is a family, but clearly those parents are trafficking those children. Uh, so she tried to grab the kids, and things got violent, because having your kids taken away by Lindsay Lohan is probably every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah, it's yeah, it's something you pray for yeah. not to happen. Exactly. And she did it in that weird accent which just made it worse yeah she's so she has two weird accents and the one is like two at least yeah so she's got like the euro accent that we all know and love and then she has this weird middle eastern accent where she think i think she in her head she thinks she knows how to speak arabic but the only thing she knows how to say is like salam alaikum um so she just kind of keeps saying that over and over again and like different speeds and for her she's like okay i'm definitely i'm fluent in this language um so it's it's a mess like the video is a mess um she did an interview with paper magazine um recently and the you know the person who was interviewing her was kind of like yeah so listen i'd love to talk about that but she didn't want to talk but what i'm surprised is i'm surprised like a british tabloid like the sun or the daily mail like hasn't tracked down that family or frankly hired actors to play that family during an interview because i like i I want to know their thoughts on this they obviously didn't know Lindsay lohan was and they're probably going to give her whatever the money they had because they figured like she needs it She's like, not well. She yeah, they're like, it. here's a check, ma'am. I'm so sorry. But she did give us, um, yeah, don't fuck with Pakistan. So yeah, she gave one that us makes that no sense, phrase. but makes all the sense. Don't fuck with Pakistan. So on to number five. So our number five pick for the biggest stories of the year was both random and awful. So it involved an MLM scheme, a sex cult, actors from Dynasty and Smallville. And honestly, I'm surprised like Lifetime didn't start a whole new channel devoted only to this story. Absolutely. Because it's their bag. But um, Nexium, so Nexium marketed itself as a self-improvement group, but it's pretty much just a pyramid scheme and was also a front for a sex cult. Nexium's founder, Keith Ranieri was exposed as a leader of a sex cult who branded women, made them his sex slaves, and controlled them and starved them. I found out, like, people have been writing about Nexium for a while. I found out because Catherine Oxenberg, who played Amanda Carrington on Dynasty, went public about how her daughter was in the sex cult, and she was trying to get her out. She's since gotten out. But then we learned that actress Allison Mack, who played Chloe on Smallville, was Keith's number two, and it was alleged that she recruited the women into the cult and helped Keith torture them. She apparently tried to get Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson too. So the victims were branded with both Allison and Keith's initials, and Allison claimed it was her idea. So in March uh, this year, 2018, Keith was arrested on several federal charges, including sex trafficking and forced labor. Allison was arrested a month later on similar charges. Allison was released on $5 million bond and is on house arrest at her parents' house. Keith pleaded not guilty. They're 
both facing life in prison if convicted of all charges, right. which is a maximum of life in prison. Yeah. They could also go 15 years. So a trial date has been set for March 18th, 2019. Like, I mean, do we even need a trial, though? Like, the evidence is literally on women. Like, women can just be like, hey, do you see this brand? I definitely didn't give it to myself. I feel really bad, though, for everyone who was on Smallville because they're all, you know, they're all still going to auditions and stuff. And when they slate, they're probably like, hi, I'm Tom Welling. Please don't ask me about that sex cult. Yeah. And, that, and then they ask him about that sex yeah. cult because really that's what everyone wants to know. But they're they're also turning this into a scripted TV series because, duh, yeah. like, this is all the makings of a TV series. Like if Julianne Huff could actually could probably play Allison Mack. Oh. But I'll say, I'll say Kristen Bell, maybe. Kristen Bell would be a shoo-in. Yeah, and a tapeworm for Keith Raniere. A if, really slimy tapeworm for if, Keith Raniere. If we can find a tapeworm who's interested, yeah. And, of course, Catherine Oxenberg as, Kef- as Catherine Oxenberg. Like, that's a no-brainer. And, like, this story is awful, but the one good thing that can come out of it is if Catherine Oxenberg wins an Emmy for playing Catherine Oxenberg. Coming in at number four is The Tale of Bill Cosby, which finally wrapped up this year. Thank goodness. Um, after years of whispers and stories and 60 women, 60, by the way, 60 women coming forward with allegations against Bill Cosby uh, about how he's been like a decades long predator. Bill Cosby was sentenced to at least three years in prison for aggravated indecent assault on Andrea Constand. Uh, so 81 year old Bill Cosby is in prison right now it's uh, a life sentence pretty much exactly so judge stephen o'neill the judge who presided over the case did not care that bill was old or blind or beloved to some people or was trying so hard to delay his sentencing judge o'neill didn't care he tossed him in the big house in september um it, but it doesn't end for bill bill has been trying to appeal the decision because bill is delusional beyond delusional um and he might have to go to court again um an la superior court judge uh has just granted a woman named judith Sorry, Judy Huth, <laughs> Judith, a trial date um, on October 17th, 2019 for a civil suit against Bill because she accused him of assaulting her at the Playboy Mansion when she was, wait for it, 15 years old. So basically 2019 isn't going to be good for Bill either. Um, and the only way 2019 could be good for Bill is if he just, you know, if he got all of the foods that he wanted to eat in prison that's literally the only way it could be good for him but did you ever think that bill cosby would ever go from alleged rapist to convicted rapist i'll be honest i didn't think that disgusting gross bill cosby would go from that to convicted rapist i really didn't think that he would ever get convicted i wasn't sure because like you i could see the jury being like ah but you know he's cliff huxtable he's He's ancient he's blind he can't walk like i could see them falling for that act but if he wasn't convicted and wasn't given a life sentence, pretty much, like he'd definitely try for a comeback. Like he's that delusional and full of himself. Like he'd think, like I can come back. Oh, he, and, he'd, uh, he'd try to reboot like the Cosby Mysteries or something again. Or the, yeah, and a network would definitely give him a show. And after like the public outcry and it got canceled, they would say, "Oh my God, we didn't know. We didn't know he was accused of raping all those women." So what you're saying is the show would be on ABC. 
ABC, NBC, any of the networks, basically. <laughs> no, like right after they got rid of Roseanne, they're like, okay, well, I guess we're going to go with Bill Cosby. There's nothing bad that could happen from a Bill Cosby show. Or NBC would be like, well, we got rid of Megyn Kelly. Now we'll put Bill Cosby in the third hour to be in the new house. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that'll be easy. That'll go well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my question, though, Michael, to you is, he's in prison for three years. Do you think he's ever going to get out of prison? Well, that's like a minimum. Isn't it longer? Well, so it's a minimum of three years, but he can always, like, try to um, be released on good behavior. And you know some someone would fall for that. They'd be like, oh, Bill's been so great. Um, Like, there's a chance. There's a chance he could actually get released. Well, then he's coming for that comeback. Oh, he totally is. Um, so on to number three, love doesn't exist because Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, the couple that I truly thought were going to make it, didn't make it. Um, so before I started, um, you know, uh, gathering thoughts for this story, Michael, I realized that we had 10 pages of posts on this and I can distill it down to the following things. Okay. Uh-huh. Ariana- and I'm surprised it's 10. I would think it would be like 30. Oh yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't crashed our server. With all the stuff we've written. So here it is distilled down, okay? Pete and Ariana got together. They got tattoos together. They got more tattoos together. It turned into more tattoos. Then they got a $93,000 engagement ring and more tattoos. And then there's a joke about Pete's giant penis, a pig adoption, a million dollar apartment, more tattoos. Then they broke up. Now there's more tattoos, but they're to cover up the old tattoos. The end. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, see, that's what I liked about this story is I appreciated the speediness of it all. Like, it was like cliff notes on young Hollywood relationships that are doomed. Oh, yeah. Like, so they got together in May. That's when they first, it was first rumored that they had gotten together. And she had kind of, the rumor was that she rebounded from the late Mac Miller with Pete Davidson within like the span of a couple weeks or something. And then... They announced that they were broken up in, like, October. It was only five months. Yeah, it was quick. It was, like, uh, I like that it was quick, but we're still hearing about it. Like, it's still being dragged out. So it's, like, thank you, next, which is available on iTunes right now. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's, like, five months from the beginning to the end of the relationship. And now we're in month two of talking about the relationship. And I feel like this is the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about for so many more months to the point that it could probably qualify us for some kind of PhD dissertation. Yeah. And like us talking about it is going to last longer than the actual relationship. Oh, yeah. The the pig that they adopted is going to be a senior citizen in his wheelchair at like the pig home, the home for like elderly animals. If they, they haven't already turned him into bacon to spite each other. Let's be real. Oh, no, it's true. <laughs> but Rest pig, in peace, Piggy Smalls. That pig will be like talking about it being like, remember that relationship that happened? And we'll be like, yes, because we're still talking about it. Okay, on to number two. So Alice and I went back and forth about making this next saga number three and making Ariane and Pete number two. But then, like, honestly, so you say that there's 10 pages of Ariane and Pete. There's probably 10 million pages of this shit. Absolutely. So I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, the royal wedding. So when I went back to research this, and by that I mean I went back to look at my slam book about Meghan Markle. <laughs> so this all, like, they've been together since 2016. Like, for some reason, I thought that they just got together last year. 
I yeah. guess, yeah, time flies when you're cursing Meghan Markle for stealing your man. So Meghan and Harry announced their engagement on November 27, 2017. They got married on May 19th. In the days leading up, the Markle messiness started. So before 2017 ended, we heard that Meghan was pretty much estranged from her father, Thomas Markle, and his side of the family. That's when Thomas's daughter and her Samantha Markle came out in all her fame, horror, glory. Oh my god, it was like it was like the floor opened up and just like flames rose up from the floor. Black smoke, yes, souls of like demons rose up, and she's like, "I'm here, bitches." So she announced she was writing a book on Megan's home life, and she dragged Megan frequently. So in the days leading up to the wedding, it was announced that Thomas would walk Megan down the aisle. But then completely natural, totally not staged, pictures came out of Thomas getting fitted for a suit and looking up Harry on the internet. Uh, Thomas admitted he got paid for the pics and said he just wanted to control his image. Samantha claimed the pics were her idea. Around that time, it was reported that Thomas had a heart attack. So he dropped out of the wedding. He dropped out of walking Megan down the aisle. Allegedly because of the heart attack. Yeah, then he later said he was going to do it, but then he dropped out again, saying he needed heart surgery. So Prince Charles ended up walking Meghan down the aisle. So Thomas and Samantha have given many interviews since then. Thomas has said that Meghan hasn't talked to him and that he claimed he was about to unload on the royal family for ignoring him. Like with him saying unload, it sounds like a scat porn version of Fatal Attraction. Yeah. (laughs) So he then called the royal family a cult like Scientology. Samantha has also talked a lot of shit, calling Megan names like Quella DeVille, and she tried to get into Kensington Palace. So I'm missing a lot, but basically they're they're dragging the royal family left and right. So and on October fifteenth, Megan announced that she's pregnant. So this is all in the span of a year. Yeah, and then of course, like um, Thomas Markle and Samantha Markle are saying, like, "Oh, well, we really want to be in the baby's life, life, and like we really hope that she gives us a call because like Thomas Markle really wants to be a granddaddy." And it's like, uh, does he though? Yeah, and n- n- he does. It'll give him some attention. And see it's the tr- see the tabloids keep publishing the things they say, and they'll keep publishing the things that they say, but they're gonna step up the crazy when the baby comes. Oh, for sure. You know that the first thing that they will, the first story that comes out is like after they release the baby's name, Thomas and Samantha will be like, oh, well, that's an old family name because it's like a relation to Thomas or whatever. Or like they'll try to figure out something where like the baby's name starts with a J and that's only like f- five letters removed from whatever. Like it's going to be like the crazy tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy talk, which I'm I'm there for. I like Or they're going to, or they're like camping out in front of the Lido Wing, which is where everyone, all the royals give birth. They're camping out in the Lido Wing right now. And as soon as Megan comes out with that baby, they're going to steal it. Yeah. Oh my God. Pretty much. But see, the Markles are stupid because they think like, (laughs) I mean, they're entertaining, but they're dumb. Like if they played nice, they might get invited to the palace. They might get some money from Megan. And more importantly, they might get to hug prince harry like you're taking a tabloid check in exchange for possibly touching nipples with prince harry like what are you doing with your life it's it's true that does that's a signal of their intelligence for sure so they'll probably be on this list again next year because they're gonna step it up so on finally our number one story of the year this is a new story that only happened this month but I guess the celebrity world saves the best for last. It was the Obviously. it was worth the wait. 
So on D-list of the site, myself and the other writers, we joke and call stupid stories like Ariana Grande taking her weave out. Breaking news, you know, we say, why isn't this on CNN? This is not one of those stories. This is definitely top story material. This this should be on CNN. Um, so our number one story of the year is, drumroll, Allison. <laughs> no, I can't roll my R's. I know I set you up for that. Our number one story is Joan Collins saying that her sister was reincarnated as a fly. I obviously, mean, obviously. Yeah. What other story could be number one? Did we even have to lead up to it? I'm sure everybody already guessed it. Yeah, they already like why they're like why am I even listening to this? I knew this. Yeah. So Dane Joan did an interview with the Observer, and um, as they sat there, a fly <laughs> flew around them. And Jane asked the interviewer if she believes that souls of people, you know, people that have died, they know, end up in flies or butterflies. She then said that a fly has been following her around the world. And she thinks the fly is her sister. So she said, I know that sounds weird. And I didn't know whether I believe in the afterlife or not. My opinion is still out to lunch about that. But it is weird that wherever I go, at least two or three times a week, wherever I am, France, London, here, this little fly comes. Now, maybe it's because the fruit's rotten in the kitchen. I don't know. But anyway, but anyway, if it is, hello, Jack. So this so that's our top story of the year. Yeah. Also, I love that she's like, well, this fly is obviously the like reincarnated version of my sister. Meanwhile, it's like everyone has flies in their house. It would be different if like a dog with like beautiful um, brown hair was like following her around. You'd be like, OK, that's a little bit weird. Everybody has flies in their house. Joan Collins. She probably has people who trap flies. You know, she doesn't have flies around her. It's true. I, I, why do I assume that she lives in some kind of like... To garbage uh, shanty. She lives in a mansion that filters out flies. So this story is our number one story of the year because it has Joan Collins. It has Jackie Collins. What more do you need? It's true. And yeah. Allison, we're so stupid. But it is our number one story. Also, you know what? It did kind of get this story. I really like it because it gave me the mental image of um jackie collins like rubbing her hands together while sitting on like an old sandwich and i bet jackie could make that look or diamonds in joan's house sitting on diamonds and absolutely and she'd be like very very beautiful and glamorous while she was doing it maybe the only time a fly could look glamorous there is our top stories of the year list i'm sure you disagree with us and that's fine but if you disagree with number one you're wrong and god will punish you for that how dramatic yep yeah, we don't want it. We don't even want to read the hate email that we get from it because we know you're wrong. Now that we gave you our top ten stories of the year, Allison and I are going to get all Miss Cleo and predict some shit for 2019. And like Miss Cleo, may she rest in peace. We'll probably get most of it wrong. Yeah. So, but let's start with which couple will shock us all by breaking up in 2019. Now, this doesn't mean we want them to break up. No. Just that we're guessing they might. And don't say Kim and Kanye and Allison, because that wouldn't be a surprise. No, exactly. They're probably going to break up. So you go first. Okay. So for me, again, this is not something I want to happen. But I honestly think when we first started this question, I was like, this is going to be Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And here's, no. the, reason, no, oh my God. here's the reason why. I know, no. I probably just jinxed it. So 
I I just like got this feeling where I was like that would probably be the worst breakup that would happen in 2019. It would be such a shock, but it also wouldn't be a shock because Kurt Russell is in that sexy Santa Claus movie right now, and I'm sure that he's got so many women and hor- horny anyone really sliding into his DMs. Well, he probably like, always got them sliding into his DMs. He is, but but how especially dare you, Allison. Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, we can't go there. We can't put that out in the universe. I know that's probably the most like malicious, demonic thing I've ever said in my life. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. Please, I want 2019 to be You're going to be wrong. I I totally think you're going to be wrong. But so I was going to say Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin, but that's not, that wouldn't be a shock. Wouldn't be the shock, no. So I, I picked another couple that isn't, wouldn't be a major shock, but they've been married for nearly 20 years and have gone through stuff together. So I, I'm going with Catherine Zeta-Jones and <gasps> Douglas. I think you're going to be right on that. I feel like it, I felt like it was going to happen this year. It didn't. So that's, that's who I'm going with. And again, yeah. I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying that I'm guessing it's going to happen. No. And I'd say put your money on that one and not Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell because. No, you you're dead wrong, girl. Yeah. You don't want a one-way ticket to hell either by betting on Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. So now let's move on to random couples. So this year has given us random couples like Channing Tatum and Jesse J, Rita Ora and Andrew Garfield, Elon Musk and Grimes, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. So who do you think will be the most randomest, random, random couple of 2019? Okay, so I think as far as random goes, like if I was to make a joke about it, I would say Angelina Jolie and Jennifer Aniston because they're both single and that would be like the most random couple. But my true answer is I think the most random couple is going to be Angelina Jolie and some random British actor in their early 20s. And Joe Alwyn after he breaks up with Taylor or after he gets dumped by Taylor. Exactly. But someone like that, like some kind of like... Would that be random? I think it'd be sort of random though because I feel like Angelina Jolie doesn't really like it would be weird for her to date kind of like a no-name like 24-year-old from like the UK. Okay, so that's you say an an British actor. Yeah. A 27. Young. A very young. But legal. Yeah, but like, yeah, someone from like EastEnders or something. So I'm going to say that FKA Twigs okay. is going to break up with Shia LaBeouf and end up dating Keanu Reeves. <gasps> okay. So I actually had a dream about this. <laughs> All right. I think I was watching something and it's like an Entertainment Tonight type show. And it said that FKA Twigs and Keanu Reeves were dating. So they came to me in my dreams. I basically have a sign. Uh, I basically have a psychic gift. Yeah, you've got fun dreams too, by the way. Or if like CZJ breaks up with Michael Douglas, she's going to date someone poor. Now that'll be really random. Oh, that would be the most random. So now on to comebacks. So who will have a giant comeback in 2019? And the answer should always be Valerie Valerie Cherish. Cherish. That was my first answer. (laughs) But besides Valerie, who do you think? Besides Valerie, okay, because 90s nostalgia is so hot. It's still very hot. And because he's due for a comeback, my guess is going to be Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. But You could be right. Yeah, and you know, I could pick worse people. So yeah, I'm saying JTT. He needs to make a comeback. Netflix, give him and put Ryan Murphy. I'm surprised hasn't put him in a show. I know he should be on Instagram selling fit tea and stuff. Like he deserves success. So we should both say Sally Struthers, obviously, but I'm going to say Sharon Stone. Oh, like, yeah. Sharon Stone feels she's always on the cusp of like a you know a big 
comeback, but I think it's going to happen for her in 2019. So she has she has a few things coming up, but she has the new pope. She's in the new pope, which is the sequel to Young Pope. Okay. So that's gonna, and I'm ready for the return of Sharon Stone. Komodo dragons of the world are not, but I. <laughs> so that's a good one. On delisted, we cover a lot of. Um, fucked up food things like the hot dog pizza and the cheeseburger crusted pizza. So next year, what do you think the greatest culinary masterpiece will be? So I'm approaching this from a selfish point of view because this is what I want. It's not what I want the world for the world. It's what I want. Um, I want a combination KFC Taco Bell to release an item that is a seven layer burrito stuffed with popcorn chicken. Do they already have that? They don't. Because here's the thing. I have to do it myself when I go there. Yeah. So I want them to actually like find the best ratio of chicken and release it. And that's what that's what I think. And I think people would love it. Yeah, so, you're going to be right. That's 100% going to happen. I hope so. And it'll be a bestseller. Yeah, I'm praying for it for you. So All I'm right. going to say that a Pizza Hut overseas is going to do a chicken fried hamburger with, oh. um, with pizza buns. Oh, that sounds delicious, Michael. It'll be like pizza, fried chicken, and hamburger orgy. Don't forget the mayo. So yeah, but it's someone overseas is going to do it. So that's what I think. So now our last prediction, what will the story of the year be? What will like be a big story? Um, Easy. Tom Cruise quitting Scientology. You you really think so? I have okay. I have this feeling, and I have for a while that Tom Cruise is going to leave Scientology because he can't escape how crazy it is anymore. Like with the internet and social media, and like but Leah he's Remini. just as crazy. I know, oh, but, you think for his career? I think so, but I also yeah, think Tom Cruise might kind of be not crazy though. Uh, you saying that might make you crazy. I know. I need to get my mental health checked now, but that's what I think. I honestly think that I could see Tom Cruise quitting Scientology and like. It would be the biggest news story of the year. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. Okay, what do you, you, you got to go? What do so you think I think, so Jennifer Aniston recently talked to Elle about having kids mm-hmm. and said that she's open to it. And with science being science, it's possible. It's a possibility. So I think Jennifer Aniston will have twins through IVF, but we won't know who the father is. So it'd be like a January Jones type thing. And she'll raise the children by herself. So the tabloids will have stories for years about how Brad is the father. Oh my gosh! Do you really think that that will happen, though? I when, when I didn't think she would ever have kids, but then in L, when she was talking about it and talking about science, I thought maybe maybe she'll do it herself, like mm. without a man, and then we'll find out like the Joey Chandler and Ra- Ross, you know, busted nuts and plastic cups and <laughs> made a cum cocktail from. And shot shot it up at Jen Franson. So it could be either of theirs. Exactly. So there's our predictions. And I mean, I hope some of them come true. Well, It'll be interesting you, to see if any of them come true. Well, uh, for you, I hope that burrito of death, come, burrito of diarrhea death comes true. Oh, that I'm I not, do hope. I'm not a praying person, but I'm praying for that. I am 100% praying for that. Yeah. And if you're a reader of Delisted, thank you for reading the site this year and thank you for listening to this podcast yes see a flight don't if you see a fly don't kill it it could be jackie collins it probably probably is jackie collins so happy new year bye see you in 2019 bye